Hey kings and queens, welcome back to another episode of Tortured Souls. In my episode number two, I talked about narcissistic abuse and how my ex was a narcissist and the struggles or some of the struggles I faced in that relationship, although there are so many more. For me, something that really impacted me and I didn't realize until recently like how it's still impacting me is that every time I would feel kind of any type of competence or thought I looked good in in a picture or just in general, it was told to me that I was a narcissist or that I was like egotistical or arrogant or full of myself. And so it became this thing where now like I, it makes me really uncomfortable to say nice things about myself or when I think I look good, I'm like, oh my gosh, and is am I a narcissist? Like I never thought that I was a narcissist or even questioned any of that because I have a lot of empathy and I feel a lot of feelings and I definitely don't want anyone else to, you know, be in any kind of pain. So I knew that, but this relationship made me question everything I ever knew about myself, my life, my friends, my family, everything. I completely lost myself in that relationship. Our relationship started when I was in this trauma center up in Carlsbad and they worked there and they were a counselor there and the first week I was there they were working overnights like all the time and I could not sleep because I was facing my traumas so I spent a lot of the nights with that person and we got to know each other because I was up all night and I couldn't sleep and that's kind of how our relationship and our bond was created. And then we pretty much had like a pretty secret relationship the entire time I was there. It got to a point one week where I confessed my feelings for them. And then they confessed their feelings back to me in the office. And from then on, it kind of became like a relationship. And there were times where we were full-blown cuddling. And since they worked overnight a lot of the time everyone was asleep and there was definitely moments where we almost kissed and then on my birthday we made out for the first time in my shower while another staff was handing out medication and then the following week when they came back to work at my house we made out again outside and my roommate at the time was like our our watchdog and so they helped while we were in the bathroom and then they also helped while we were outside making out so obviously i think uh, that's like a huge red flag in itself that that was the start of the relationship because i was obviously in a very vulnerable place working through my traumas for the first time and them having access to my entire intake assessment and knowing all my struggles and you know, all of that and how to really use my weaknesses against me, essentially, because they had my entire chart to read. And after I left, they got fired. And and it was really good at the beginning, as it always is. And then it was like within a month, we were like starting to fight. And then on my first one year jump anniversary, that was like really important to me because I was like, I really want to celebrate this. And every year I make an effort to celebrate it because to me, it ha it completely changed my life, obviously. And it's something that I think about on a daily basis that I 
am so grateful that I survived and I am blessed. And it's definitely shined a whole new light on my perspective on life. They completely made that day about themselves. And it was like this whole thing, like the entire day, I was basically just like comforting them. And then at night, they made a comment that so unbelievably aggravated me. It was just a hurtful comment, honestly. Like they were just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna invite my my ex to our wedding. And I was like, mm, I don't think there's gonna be any exes at my wedding. Um, I don't really care how close you guys are or that you guys are just like friends now. Like there won't be any exes at my wedding. I feel like that's so strange to me. Like I don't know if anyone has exes at their wedding. Um, but anyway, so that really upset me and we had a full-blown fight and that was like our first break for a week and then at the end of that week they were going to Mexico in a few weeks and so they made a comment that was like oh I don't know if I want to like be in a committed relationship because like what if something happens in Mexico you know like I don't want to be in anything committed and I'm like okay so then we're not we don't need to be in a relationship at all like if you don't want to be committed then like you're basically just telling me like you want the door open in case some you meet someone or there's an opportunity or you get super drunk and suddenly you're making out with people in Mexico like I was like what and then two weeks later something happened when they went in Mexico and they called me after they texted me telling me that they got this like rose that w this lady was making on the side of the street out of palm leaves 10 minutes later I get a call and they're drunk out of their mind and they're telling me they're like oh my god so this guy was able to give us a ride back to our airbnb and i ended up giving him the flower that i told you about and i gave him a kiss on the cheek like i don't know if that's like cheating like do you think that's cheating and i'm like that's all you did and their best friend in the background is like i swear jordan i would tell you if they if they did more and i'm like no you wouldn't <laughs> My best friend, if she needed me to cover for her, I'm covering for her. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm not choosing anyone over my best friend. I don't trust a single thing you're saying either. And then also when two weeks prior to that, you're telling me that you don't want to be in a committed relationship because something might happen in Mexico. And then I'm supposed to believe that you only kiss this person on the cheek. And then why the fuck would you give them the rose that you literally texted me a picture of 10 minutes prior to that that was for me? that just really upset me obviously and so at the time I was actually visiting my best friend I broke down crying and my best friend was livid like she was pissed she was like I've never seen you break down like this ever in my life I've never seen you so upset and like why would she do that and all this stuff and so my best friend from that point on really didn't like her actually she didn't like her from the first incident and the jump thing because the week after that they told me that they were going to bring me some juice because I was ill. And then they randomly were like, oh, no, I'm not going to be. I don't want to drive down to Chula Vista. It just made no sense. Like, don't even say it at all. Like, I hate when people say things they don't mean. Like, literally just don't speak. If you don't mean what you're saying, don't speak. Just don't. Okay, after the Mexico thing, we came back and I was like, okay, maybe a kiss on the cheek is like not really cheating. But I have this like very big thing about cheating and so I don't like tolerate it in any form at all I don't know why I stayed like I mean there's so many times I can look back and I'm like maybe you should have left then maybe you should have left here maybe right here would have been good but I didn't and then they texted me letting me know that 
they have been keeping something from me that could possibly affect my sexual health long term. And I am someone that always asks that question before I engage in any kind of sexual activities with anyone. So I know for a fact I asked that question and they made, they were like, no, you didn't. And I was like, yes, I did. And so they lied to me about that while the whole time telling me that they love me and that they care about me and all this stuff, but then completely hiding that fact for three months. Like I easily could have, and thankfully I didn't, and it did not impact my permanent sexual health, thankfully, but it easily could have like three months after that, like I had to make an appointment with my OBGYN ASAP because I was like, oh my God, like what if I, you know, have this now? Like, how is this going to impact my life? And like, am I going to only have to be with this person for the rest of my life because I contacted this and no one wants to be with me after this and all this stuff. And so I'm freaking out. Right. And like, I get this over a text, like you couldn't even call me or like, even like meet me in person to like, tell me this, you texted me this and then texted me and then would not respond for like an hour. And I'm like, what? what in the heck and like they did that all the time and they knew that that upset me that like they would send a text that was like I need to talk or I have a question or just something like that that was like very anxiety provoking and it was like I told them can you please just add what you need to talk about in the text because if you're not going to text me back for an hour one don't send the text or two let me know what the entirety of the situation is so that i'm not sitting here for an hour freaking out thinking about all the things i've done when in this relationship like i definitely had my faults for sure as everyone does and i treated this person like a literal princess like i bought them everything they wanted i paid for everything i drove them everywhere when they were on their period like i bought them an entire like little gift set of different little things of their favorite foods like I surprised them with things all the time I treated this person like a princess like I really did I didn't receive any of that in return it was like the biggest deal for them to get me flowers and they only would ever get me stuff like whenever we would have a fight which is like clearly love bombing and a clear sign of like a narcissistic relationship and trauma bonding where they just like give you a gift after they like fuck your heart over every time to try and make it better and like i let this person know every single time gifts are not my love language like they are probably one of my last love languages like if not number four i was just like you know you buying me gifts means honestly really nothing to me because it doesn't show me that you really love me like that's not a language for me like you buying me gifts and it didn't change anything they kept doing it over and over again they would not let me be friends with so many people. Like if anyone was like LGBTQ, I could not be friends with them. And they never explicitly said this, but it was like these things that they never explicitly were like controlling about. But you just knew that if you did X, Y, or Z, like you were going to be hearing about it for the next three fucking days. And it was just so much easier to just like not do it than to deal with the aftermath of that for like three days. And so I started going on Bumble BFF because I didn't really have any friends and I met two people and one of them I did not know they were LGBTQ for like the first few times we were hanging out because I like swore that they had told me that they weren't. 
And then the other one was in like a full-blown WLW relationship for like two years at this point. Whenever I would hang out with that person specifically, like it was the end of the world. And like I only ended up hanging out with that person like two times because it just wasn't worth it at that point. And like I feel bad like looking back because that girl was like very nice and like I still follow her. So like we probably could like be friends again at some point. So it wasn't like we like had a falling out or anything like that. It was just like I had to distance myself. I went on this cabin trip with my ex and the other Bumble BFF friend. The one I didn't find out was LGBTQ until a little bit later. And I drove up with that friend and then that my ex met us after work. That weekend, oh my god. That weekend was hell hell on earth oh my god it was horrible like I just was like oh my god my friends and my ex all in the same little cabin like in the woods super relaxing up here we're gonna have a great time it's just gonna be good and my ex at some point convinced me that this girl liked me and had feelings for me and was like trying to break us up because on the road trip like on the way like obviously I was talking to this girl and I had already been talking to her about a relationship and she was like you need to get out and I just didn't obviously and so on the relation like on the road trip we were talking more about it it was two hour ride and they were saying more things that were like clicking and I was like okay wait maybe they're right like maybe they they are narcissists and maybe I do need to get out of this relationship And so I started talking, I think, honestly, I don't remember how any of this conversation got started because it was such an emotional roller coaster of a weekend. And so it got very awkward at one point and it was just a whole, it was a whole situation. And when we came back, I like texted this person and I definitely blew up on this person in a way that was not going like was not aligned with my values and I regretted that and eventually I ended up reaching out to that girl and apologizing because I was like you know what you were right they were a narcissist and I ended up seeing that relationship for far too long um but you were right and I'm sorry for the way that I like ended our friendship because I was you know and they were like I understand it's really hard to be in like narcissistic relationships and how to get out of them And we were friends for like a little bit at the beginning of this year until they like backstabbed me and I was like, all right, maybe that's why we weren't friends anymore. And it was like, it was so bad. Like on social media, it looked like we were like the happiest couple in the world. And it's because we like only showed our happy moments because when it was good, it was great. Like it really was. And we had a great companionship and it was like, sometimes like we were like besties, you know? And just having, like, a little bestie sleepover as opposed to, like, being, you know, in a relationship. There was there were a lot of good moments. Like, I'm not going to deny that in any way because that would just be a lie. I did get to experience a lot. And her family did a lot of things. And so I got to experience that. Her friends did a lot of things. And she kind of made me tag along to most of those. Which, they were fun, you know. Like, they had game nights and girls nights. And, like, I thought that was so fun. Because at that time, I didn't really have any, like girlfriends or really experience anything like that and I was like oh that's so fun that like they're doing a girls night every week and like doing game night and stuff like that and it was fun and I liked some of her friends especially that group of friends that had like the girls night I liked them a little bit more than I liked her other two friends 
because they were just, I don't know, it was bad. So then like on our six month anniversary, I, a month prior to that, I reached out to all her friends and family, which let me tell you, they had a lot of friends and family. So I reached out to all of them and I was like, hey, like I want to make this video for our six month anniversary and it's just going to be like encouraging words of like all their friends and family on one little video so that whenever they're like sad or struggling because around this time they were really struggling with their mental health. And so I was like, yeah, like this is perfect. This will be good. And like I was probably so annoying to these people because I was hounding them like crazy because... I was like, I need the video. I need the videos. And then two of those friends, the two that I didn't like, they just refused to participate in it in general. Like, just were like, no, we don't want to participate in it. And then at one point, she reached out to them and like asked them why they didn't want to participate. And they were like, it has nothing to do with the fact that we like that I don't like Jordan or like something like along those lines where it was like no one said anything about the fact that whether or not you liked me or not and you just exposed the fact that you just said you didn't like me I didn't like her and they were so they was just like people who peaked in high school so they were like mean girls like that's really what it was like there was an incident on her birthday which I spent so much money and so much of my time to make this girl's birthday like special I had a full-blown mental breakdown that night because her friends, like, they were supposed to be the ones that let us have the house at the party. And then it was, like, the day of the party. They were switching everything. They invited every single person that was at that house and that party, which is, like, 12 people, to this thing except me. And, like, I found out about it later that I was, like, the only one that wasn't invited because I had thought that maybe it was just the other people. And then one of her cousins let me know that they, were too, were invited. And I was like, oh, Okay, so out of this entire party in this entire house, like, I was the only one that wasn't invited. And, like, her, she was so drunk. Like, she was so drunk at this point. So she had no idea what the fuck was going on. But her friends did. And her friends knew exactly what they were doing. And they did it anyway. And so that was, like, really upsetting to me. And, like, I let her know that. And I was just, like, you know, it feels very middle school-y. Like, being excluded from something. And it's, like, I don't even really want to go. But... The fact that like I'm just excluded and everyone in that house was invited and you invited everyone in front of me and I just didn't realize that it was everyone until later. I just thought it was like a couple people. And I don't know, like I would never act this way towards like my best friend's partners or like any of my friend's partners, regardless if I liked them or not. Like I just wouldn't do that. And so that was just like really hurtful. So then like kind of around like summer, we both decided to get like jobs and so I would and somehow our jobs were like within 20 minutes of each other or not even like 15 minutes like we didn't even have to get on the freeway and so sometimes we'd come visit each other and like I went to go have lunch with her often during her lunch I quit because that job was literally killing me like the manager was awful she was never there but we had no staff so I don't know why you were never there when we had no one to be at the front desk but anyway, that was a whole nother situation because I wasn't even supposed to be at the front desk. I like got hired on to be a camp counselor and I was so excited to work with kids all summer and be working with the camp and doing all these fun things. And then I never even got to work the camp. I got to work it one day and I literally had a double kidney infection and was lying on the floor in the office and I woke up with a Lego on my face. So that was that. And like, that was just upsetting that I didn't ever get to do that. Anyway. I quit that job and then at one point like she kind of like lied about something because she wanted to go and do this modeling 
job instead and then her job found out obby and like because of her social media and lied and so they like kind of fired her even though she kind of quit so like it was kind of like they fired and quit her at the same and she quit at the same time and like september is kind of when it like for me i it started to click because at the end of august one of her friends was going to africa for like a month so we went to say goodbye and got drinks and then as we were like leaving i was talking to her near the car and everyone was by the other car and she goes i'm surprised you've lasted this long and i was like what what do you mean by that and this was the friend that was in mexico this was that friend that was like um backing them up right so they told me and there was a whole nother situation with that friend a month prior where they completely lied and made it seem like i was like the bad guy in the situation when they definitely that was all there's just i could write a literal book about this whole relationship and all the shit that went down like it is insane how crazy that relationship was i was getting so ill like physically ill when i'm stressed I get physically ill and I was so ill that entire year and like I was going to doctors all the time because we were like do I have a chronic illness like what is happening like why am I so sick and then all of a sudden I'm no longer with this person and my sickness and all my issues started getting better so they just like literally like the stress of it all made me so sick if my best friend said that to my partner I would be livid like, I don't even think my best friend would ever do that because she's just not that type of human being. And, but if your best friend is saying that about someone else, like, that kind of means something. Like, that really made me start thinking, like, why would her own friend be like, I'm surprised you've lasted this long? So that really got me thinking, right? And then in the first week of, like, September, her family has this, like, tradition to go camping. And they also, like, stay at a timeshare. It's this whole thing. But anyway, like... That week, I basically spent a lot of time, like, close on with her parents and family. Like, I had been, I had stayed at her house, like, all the time. Like, I was always at her house. So I knew her parents, but we were in very close proximity because it was, like, a hotel. It just kind of made me realize at that point, like, I was just like, I don't want these people as my kids' grandparents, mainly her mother. Like, her dad was so nice and, like, poor him, too, because there'd be times where, like, I would be at her house while she wasn't even there and I would go and like get some food from the kitchen and he would like talk to me and next thing you know he's talking to me for two hours and I'm just listening to him because it's like you know when people like just start talking for a long time it's probably because they need someone to listen to them and I definitely see in that household how he did not have anyone who would listen to him and so I just would listen to him and that had happened like two or three times where he would just talk to me for like two hours straight like that, just telling me about life. There was a moment like, so this is where this person met their previous ex, the ex that they were going to invite to our wedding. And so they were freaking out because they were like, oh my God, what if I see them? What if I see them? I haven't been back here since we broke up. And so they were like in their head about that. Like this entire time, they were never over their ex. And that really caused a lot of insecurities for me because of the Mexico thing. And then the fact that I knew that this person had cheated in previous relationships, just like the fact that they would always talk about their ex. They were always texting their ex whenever we got in a fight, like the one, the Mexico one, they called their ex right away. Like it was just like, they were always, and like, I would always find out that they were like texting their ex. So like once on her birthday, when her family was over at my house, she was showing me something on her phone. Next thing you know, her ex is texting her, like, and it pops down. And I'm like, oh, 
that's cool. So I hand her back the phone and she's like, oh, did you see that? And I'm like, yeah, I, I fucking saw that. What do you mean? Why are we nine months into our relationship and like you're still on your ex at this point? And her mom then tells me, because I told her, I was like, I'm just waiting for my best friend to call me because I need to talk to her and we haven't talked in a while. And so I'm, whenever she calls me, I'm going to go back up to the room. Her mom goes, don't talk to her about the relationship issues that you're having because, you know, we don't want it to cause any conflicts between, and at this point, my best friend absolutely, like she hated her. There was no way she was ever going to come back from that anyway, regardless if I had just told her what was going to happen or not. And so then her mom proceeds to tell me about their relationship issues, like her and her husband that had just happened. And so I'm like, how are you going to tell me I can't talk to my best friend about my relationship issues, but you can sit here and talk to me about your relationship issues? Like while your husband's over there in the hot tub with your daughter? Like, what are you talking about right now? What is happening? And that just like really upset me. Like that whole weekend, I just was like, I cannot have these people in my life forever. Like I cannot do it. I cannot have these people as my grand, my kids' grandparents. Like I cannot do it. I do not want her mom specifically babysitting my kids, you know? Like I definitely trusted her dad a lot more because I very much feel like he was the victim in this situation and like that his anger issues just really like compounded because of the circumstances that he was in and his relationship and like he kind of mentioned it too at one point where he would just said you know I'm too old to date again so he never specifically said that but that's what he said and we all know what that means I definitely felt bad for him uh like pretty much the entire time and like still kind of do and then at the end of September we went to the cabin again but just this time me and her and oh my god (laughs) like me and her did not have a good like good luck with that cabin because it was like every time we went it was horrid horrid like like in this circumstance like I think they were saying something like it's so scary that like they were always saying that they were like oh you're so scary and I was like what like I am not a scary person and I told my therapist that and they were like you are not a scary person like and in the circumstances that she would use it did not make sense. And so like in this circumstance, it was like, it's so scary that you like can't even care about me. When it was something about like, I don't even know, like maybe something I didn't care that like she went down to the swing or like, you know, something like super minor like that, where it was like, it's that's not scary. Like I'm not out here hitting you. I'm not out here yelling at you. I'm not out here getting any kind of aggressive with you. So what are you talking about? makes no sense. I was upset at this point and I had already cut because I was so aggravated with what had happened that it like made me cut. And this was also when I started to realize because at this point, like I was like a year without cutting. Not a year, actually. I was like nine months without cutting. And so the fact that someone was making me go backwards in my like treatment and mental health made me really realize like, this person is not for me because I don't want to be going backwards. And so after they said that scary comment, right, I pick up a knife and I'm like, you want to know what's scary? And I pick up the knife and I start cutting out my skin like right in front of them. And they're like, oh my God, stop, stop, stop. And I'm like, that's what's fucking scary. Not whatever you just said that I did was scary. It got like to that point, like literally to that point. And so then in October, like after that, I broke up with her. And then we had already had a trip planned, like a 10- day trip 
planned to the East Coast to stay with my uncle and then to meet up in New York with my parents. Oh, Lord, that trip. But they were like, they were like, oh, you can just go on the trip and like, I just won't go. And I'm like, well, you already paid for it. Like, you might as well just go. I wish they wouldn't have went. I really wish they wouldn't have went that whole trip. Oh, my God, that trip. It was like, so we went to D.C. for like the first three days. Or we flew into Baltimore, which is where my uncle lives. And then the next day we took a train to D.C., which is where like my uncle's partner lives in D.C. Oh, my God. I just can't like I could tell you like stories and stories from each of those 10 days that would just be on and on. But like that first day, it was like I we were trying to like ride these scooters to go to the like Lincoln Monument or Washington Monument, one of those two. And this one person that was near the scooters, like this guy, he was like, hey, do you have a portable charger? Like I, my phone died and I need to end my scooter ride. And I was like, yes, I do have a portable charger. Here you go. And so as his phone is charging so that it can turn on, I'm talking to him as one does. Like, am I supposed to just stand there and like, look at this man as his phone is charging? Like, I don't get that. And next thing you know, I'm flirting with this man. Next thing you know, I want to be with this man in this relationship. And suddenly I'm like, you know what? I don't want to ride a scooter anymore. You can go ride your own fucking scooter and I'll walk. And so we did. We separated and it was this whole thing. It was, ugh, it was so bad. We decided we wanted to get drunk and we wanted to go out. I don't get drunk. I get crossed. And this opportunity was not, like there was just not an opportunity to be crossed in this moment. And so we went and did this like paint and sip moment that was actually really fun. Like it was really fun. Like we were painting, like we both are very artistic. So that was like a lot of fun. And then from there, we started walking to this next like place. We didn't really know where we were going. We were just walking. We found a shopping cart and I was like, oh my God, I want to get in the shopping cart. Like push me like, you know, my drunk self. And so they're pushing me, they're singing a song and they were singing a song that just like really triggered me like from middle school. And so I was just like, can I just play this song real quick? Like, I just want to play this song on my phone. And they were like, if you play this song, like I'm no longer going to push you in the car. And I was like, what? Like, because I want to play a song like opposed to you, like singing one fucking song, like you won't push me in the car anymore. Like, I'm confused how this happens. And so then I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to get out of this car. Like, I don't even care anymore. Like at this point. And they're like, whatever. You're abusive anyway. Oh, and that triggered me. That triggered me on a whole nother level because I was like, if anything in this relationship, you're the abusive one, if anything. And also you don't even fucking know what abuse is. So shut the fuck up because I've been through like hardcore abuse and like for you to sit here and say that I'm abusive I'm abusive after literally everything I've done for this person I made that video for them 15 minute video that I made for them I bought that like I literally went into so much credit card debt for this person and like I totally regret that and like learned a major lesson from that situation and I drove this person everywhere. Like, it was just like, what are you talking about that I'm abusive? Like, it just so full-blown triggered me. So I start walking back to my, like, um, aunt's place because I'm like, fuck you. Like, fuck you. Get the fuck away from me. Like, I do not want you anywhere near me. And this was not good behavior on my part at all. Like, I fully admit that. And this was another one of those moments where they definitely made me, like, go backwards into my, like, treatment and some act it out in a way that I would have probably acted when I was 16. 
it just triggered me so like I'm walking back and like we I pass the paint and sip and the like security guard is like oh where's your friend and I'm like I don't give a fuck where they are and he's like oh and so I just keep walking and like I had or they had the key to like the apartment but like I had the code to get into the door and so like I got back there and like I just would not let them in the door like I literally would not but then they had the key to the apartment so like I could not get in the apartment without the key and so it just was this whole like power struggle stance where I was like you need to get your shit and leave like you literally cannot stay with my family anymore because like I don't want you around my family I don't want you around me I don't want you around anywhere like the fact that you would say that I'm abusive like I just cannot have you around anyone in my life at all like figure out the fuck how you want to get home like I don't give a fuck what you do if you need to take a train to go stay with your cousin in New York and then fly out from New York from our our plane that we had then you do that but I don't give a fuck what you do but get out of my life like that's really how it was and like obviously that is not that is so toxic to be like letting someone you know in Washington DC just like be like no you can't stay with my family and you need to get the fuck out of here obviously but eventually like I let them in and it was this whole thing and then my aunt like mediated for us in the morning and I was just like if all words like why did you use abusive and my aunt asked the same question and they like were like I have to sit and reflect on that never got the answer so then of course like I feel like absolute ass right like horrid because I'm like this is that was awful behavior on my part and I regretted it and I felt bad and so I was like crying and like apologizing like crazy and they ate that shit up they ate it up they ate it up because they used that incident the entire trip to like guilt trip me and to like I like bought them a wallet that was like Kate Spade or Michael Kors or something I don't fucking know it was expensive that's what I can tell you after we got back from that trip I broke up with them again and then it was around like Halloween and we were like oh we want to do a photo shoot like maybe we can just go do a photo shoot without like it being anything more than that but like we had a trauma bond so there was definitely not going to be more than that or it was definitely not going to be just the photo shoot and it wasn't and so we kind of got back together a little bit and then my parents went out of town and like I'm not gonna lie I was kind of horny and so I invited them over and we hung out for like two days and it was like actually good like it was like wow maybe we are good and like we could be good again we don't have to take this like long break wrong because then I went to New York I didn't want to invite them this time I was like hell to the no you're not coming back to New York with me like New York is my like favorite place on the entire planet and you are not going to ruin it for me again it was like it got to the point where like they were saying that I was copying them And so because I was interested in like making reels and doing all those kind of like film related like iMovie type stuff, they were like, oh, you're copying me. You're copying me. You're trying to be me. And I was like, what? Like, I've always liked photography and like taking videos and all the stuff that they were saying. I was like, I've been doing this since I was little. Like, I've been doing this before I even knew you. Like, this is stuff that I've just been interested in, but, like, my depression just took from me, but it has nothing to do with you. Like, maybe you inspired me to get back into it, but I'm not fucking copying you. I definitely don't want to be you. Like, in any capacity would I want to be you. That was, but that just literally pissed me off because I was like, oh my god, like, I can't even make a reel on Instagram without, like, suddenly having to hear about it for, like, two hours. Literally sitting on the ground in Battery Park, bawling 
bawling my eyes out and like sending voice memos and just being like I don't even think you like love me for who I am like you want me to be this like boyfriend person that I don't want to be and like that was the issue honestly like we both just wanted like someone to be like more like nurtured and like cared for and I was that for that for her and she could not be that for me basically after that New York incident then I got home and I ended up going to their house I was like super ill super super ill and they made this whole deal because they were like oh I don't even want to it was like I had told them something and then they had later used that against me to try and get some hot Cheetos from them, like from me. And I was like, what? Like, and they wanted me to put the hot Cheetos on my parents' card. And I was like, no, you can put my medicine on my parents' card, but not your hot Cheetos. Like, it's my parents' card. And sh they got so upset that they were like, oh, how can you can do it for this person and not me? When I told them that story that happened a year ago, like prior to that. And also it's my parents' fucking card. Like I am not going to be disrespectful to their credit card. Like I don't care that it's Hot Cheetos and that it would still look like it was all at Walgreens. I'm just not doing it. And especially for you, especially when you told, you volunteered to go to Walgreens and suddenly now you're trying to be paid in Hot Cheetos. Like what? No one... I told you you didn't have to go to Walgreens and you volunteered to go and now you want me to pay for your hot Cheetos? No. Like that's just not happening, right? So then a few days later, like there was the ice skating incident that I talked about in episode two and that was the end of it. And then I also engaged in behaviors following to that that was not appropriate. I made her take down all of my photos that I had taken of her because I was like, no, like she was kind of starting to make money off some of these photos, like did like the digitals I had taken for her. And I was like, oh, hell no. Like you are not benefiting off like my pictures. You are not. And so I was like, you need to take them all down. And I told her, I was like, take this one down, take this one down. Because I was like making these like gift challenges for her so that she could like get more followers and like more exposure and stuff like that. And I was like, take them all down take down every photo literally every photo i've ever taken of you off your story highlights everything take it off and i was like i will sue you if you don't and so it was a whole thing like it was a whole and they were like oh no you can't sue me and so i called my dad and i was like tell me the law could i sue this person for this reason and he was like yes and i was like all right so then i told them and i was like actually my dad just let me know that i could sue you for this so take the fucking photos down or i will sue your ass and so obviously none of this is appropriate then like three weeks later like i was finally able to like get down the conversations to only dming through my photography account on instagram they were like oh you're being disrespectful again didn't say anything disrespectful and they were like if you're just gonna be disrespectful like we just don't even have to talk and i was like oh perfect like i don't want to talk and i took my out and i went out and i was like bye like good luck and then i didn't speak to that person and they were like oh my god it's like how can you ghost me like you're not even treating me like a person and i was like this is the only way i can get rid of you like if i keep talking to you like i will not be able to leave and like my therapist was like you have to you have to just ghost them because otherwise any kind of attention you give them will fuel it back and it'll start it over and over again and like they were harassing me like crazy crazy for months months like it was bad they sent me this absolutely awful email like the week of my like second year anniversary of my jump they sent me this email oh my god i still have the email but it was basically like a journal entry to themselves just using you instead of i and basically telling me every single thing that they had done was my was that I did it 
not that they did it. And so I was reading it to some of my friends and like my family and they were like, literally at the end of it, they were like, why is she talking about herself? Like she's literally talking about herself right now and everything that just went down in that relationship. And she's placing the blame on you. But reading it in that kind of sense was like really hard for me because it kept saying you, you, you. And I was like already so like confused and questioning my reality and everything I had thought throughout that entire relationship and like it felt so controlled and was finally gaining like my freedom back and finally feeling empowered again and then they send that email just telling me like I'm this evil human being and that they're praying for me and that they regret having me around their friends and family and it was repulsive and like all these horrible things and I was like wow okay then I had to see this person because we're in the same industry so I had to see this person at a photo shoot in March and I going thankfully going into it I knew I was going to be seeing this person and the the day before they texted me still trying to control me and were like hey I'll go to the first hour for the shoot and you can go to the second hour just so that I can like help our healing journeys and I was like um that does not align with my schedule for tomorrow I have three shoots so I need to be there for that first hour because I'm going to a shoot at the second hour and then I was like good luck on your healing journey the next day I went to the photo shoot and I had arrived earlier than they did and I just like did not acknowledge their presence like I'm sure people who didn't know our situation were like this girl's so fucking rude why is she not even acknowledging this girl's presence not even asking her the same questions she's asking us and I was just like I don't care like this is what I have to do to protect my energy because I just couldn't do it like I was just like I need to pretend like this person doesn't exist and it was honestly so empowering like to go up in there and just pretend like this person doesn't exist after they tried to control me again the day before and then just being like you have no effect on me like not a single part of me is affected by the fact that I'm looking at or I didn't even look at them actually the fact that I'm even in your presence right now is not even upsetting to me at all. And that felt so empowered. Like the, when I walked out of that restaurant and like onto my next shoot, I was like, yes, I did that. Like I killed that shit. And so that was like really empowering, but it's been really hard, honestly, to gain my confidence back and like be okay telling myself that I look good and that in this picture, I do look good. And that right now I look good. And that it's okay to say that and that it doesn't mean that I'm some egotistical narcissistic bitch. Like it just means that I think I look good in this moment and there's nothing wrong with that. And so there's just been a lot that I've really had to unlearn from that relationship. But that relationship really impacted me and like it still really does. And I've noticed it in a lot of like little ways. And even just how it's like impacted my following relationships after that like my trust issues through that relationship got way worse I already didn't trust people before that but afterwards like I don't trust a single thing anyone says I just don't like because I don't believe it like I don't believe the fact that nothing happened in Mexico and for the entirety of our relationship I didn't trust her really because i truly believed that something had happened and like when she got drunk like sometimes I would ask her about it because I was like well then maybe she'll tell the truth for once and she never like explicitly said that something happened but there's still a part of me that fully believes that this happened like something happened 
I think though like the fact that this like started when I was such in a vulnerable place and working through traumas and leaving a job and not having any friends prior to this I think really set myself up for failure kind of in this relationship and my therapist made a good point where she was like she knew all your weaknesses all your strengths and all the things you had been through because of reading like your intake and you knew nothing so she was fully prepared as to what she was going into into this relationship and you had no idea because obviously people act different at work than they act in in real life and I really quickly learned that that she was nothing like how she was at work and it was really hard for me to get out of that relationship like it really 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 was but I learned so much that relationship and like my self-worth and like self-respect and like boundary setting and like assertiveness like really improved from that relationship because it was like I just got to the point like I I texted my mom and I was like I broke up with her and she was like but you love her and I was like but I love myself more and that was like when I had to realize you know that this person was hurting me and was not creating any benefit to my life at this point if just making it 10 times worse and I was like I love myself and I don't want this for myself like I don't I don't and so it's been a ride it's been almost a year since the final breakup and it's been a roller coaster trying to get my life together and experiencing the we have a lot of mutuals since we are in the same industry and I know that she has made up lies to them just simply for the fact that of how they would treat me before I even had met them and the energy that they would like give me like I could just tell from the beginning that they knew something that wasn't true about me because I was just like there's no reason you would act towards someone like this for the first time you're meeting them and you wouldn't give them this energy and it was like a collective type of situation where like all the people within that group were all acting that way towards me for no reason and so I realized pretty quickly that she definitely spread some lies and I just never really honestly told my story because it was kind of like what am I supposed to go on my Instagram stories and start telling everyone all these things that someone has done to me even though this person literally went on a live like two months later and like completely lied about me and like used my name and so like I messaged that person and I was like this is defamation because you're just full-blown lying on a live like literally deadass look into the fucking camera of that phone and lied her ass off and I was like how in the hell does one think that that's okay like how can you look the camera dead in the eyes which is basically the subjects that you're talking to and lie your ass off like that like with no remorse and with no like not even like a flinch not even like this like oh maybe she's lying like it just was so natural it just came out of her mouth like it was nothing and I was like this is defamation like if you wouldn't have said my name you could have just made up all those lies but as soon as you started saying my name and why the fuck are you talking about me on a live two months later like what are you I don't know I need to stop because there's just so much I could say and I could go on for so long and I'm at 54 minutes if you ever question that you're in a narcissistic relationship because within that first month I was listening to podcasts on like how to deal with a narcissistic partner and like all this stuff so like within a month like I had feelings that I that this person was a narcissist and I stayed 
And it's really, really hard to get out of narcissistic relationships. Like, it's really hard because you're in this trauma bond with the trauma bond is like this withdrawal drug feeling. So when you guys are in your highs, it's like this euphoria and you feel so good. But then when you're in the lows, it's like awful, but you know that the highs are good. So you hold on to that. And it's just like this withdrawal system. And because of like our sexual, like, um, our, like our sex life was like pretty, pretty good, pretty, pretty good. Um, I think that that also contributed to it because that's like how we would fix our problems. And that's really not healthy. Or like we would start fighting if we hadn't had like sex in a while. And so it was like, hmm, maybe that's not healthy, you know? Anyway, I think that if anyone else is like going through this or anything similar, like please reach out to like your support system and try and get out of there because it is awful. It's like, it's horrible to be in a relationship with a narcissist. It really, it, it just turns your whole life upside down really does and if you can get out of there sooner please do I know it's so hard and if you're trying to recover from a narcissist relationship as well it gets better it gets easier and like the more that I've practiced like affirmations and allowing myself to think I look good when I actually do has been a lot more helpful and getting myself back to working out getting myself to have friends again and doing all these things that I always like to do like my photography like I kept my business going after our breakup because I was like I'm not gonna let this person take this away from me and you know it's almost a year later that I've had my business and I'm like thriving absolutely thriving and so I'm I'm really grateful I stuck through that and kept going and I'm also grateful that that person like introduced me and got me back into a lot of artistic things. And they did teach me a lot about spirituality and like astrology. And obviously we had a lot of good memories together. This is kind of like what I would say at the end of the relationship was I'm grateful for the good memories and I'm grateful for the lessons learned through the bad memories. And we did have a good bond and I really did care about that person. That's pretty much it. I don't think there's much more to say at this point. So that's the end of this podcast. I will talk to you in the next one. In the meantime, stay cool. Be you. Peace.